Every day, during this great and terrible pause, Cood Street is spending ten minutes or so with readers and book lovers from around the world, asking them what they're reading and what they'd recommend to anyone with a bit of time on their hands. Today, I am joined by the multiple award-winning, best-selling, utterly fabulous Catherine Valenti, who joins me from an island somewhere off the United States. So, hello, <laughs> Kat. How are you? I'm good. Actually, if you dug a hole through the earth where I am, you would come out where you are. So you're like you come out just of, about at Rottnest Island. So you're like kind of like there. <laughs> yep. Uh, we are as far apart as two human beings can possibly be. <laughs> it's been a while since I saw you back in yeah. back a hundred thousand million million years ago in like like January or February. How are you? How is the crazy time treating you? Uh, I mean, look, it's treating me the same as it's treating everybody. It's rough. It's strained. It's eerie. It's quiet. Um, I've been doing these readings of the orphans' tales at night, and that has really um, kept me going in a way I don't think that I really fully understood until I stopped them. Uh, it was keeping me brushing my hair every day, <laughs> functioning like a person. But uh, you know, you, like everybody else, you hang in there and you try to hold on to your head. Okay, and are you, are you finding that uh, you're able to? to work, to read, to focus, because these seem to be weirdly distracting times. I've actually been working a lot, uh, despite the fact that childcare is a massive issue. Uh, I've, I've written three short stories and uh, the better part of a novel in this time, so I have actually been able to produce work, uh, but the, having a 21-month-old um, small whirlwind attached to my hip at all times he's definitely entered the fully um can we just be one person again uh, mm -hmm. phase. <laughs> so it's been uh it has been really hard to balance two adults freelancing from home with a small child who needs all the things at all the times but i have been working that's remarkable i have to say i struggle very much so tell me are you are you reading are you able to read what have you been reading and critically, is it any good? So I haven't been, I've had, read a few things, not as much as I would like, because uh, I start to have panic attacks if the books that I read, like, deal in any way <laughs> with a difficult future. But I, I just read, I just finished Hank Green's new book, um, which is called A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. And it's a sequel to, um, uh, oh, God, I can I cannot do the, the title. I'm, this is so embarrassing. Um, and that's an absolutely extraordinary thing, um, which is a great book that I feel like our community just did not find out existed. It was a huge bestseller. It was number one New York Times bestseller. And like every time I try to talk to a science fiction person, they say, what? It's such a great book. It is about uh, a giant robot statues invade the earth uh they appear in every major city on the planet um but it's all told from the point of view from uh, of the youtubers that first discover it and how social media fuels the reaction to it and everything and it's it's such a it's sort of Crichton-esque in that it's a very absorbing thriller but it's also clearly pretty personal with hank green working out some feelings about, <laughs> about, about giant you know, robots <laughs> and fame and good and bad and the sequel is just really great first of all he like gives you answers which at this point is very refreshing to me yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a very different book and and the whole beginning part is the aftermath of of that invasion and it was so much like what we're going through right now there's a passage where it says new york is still new york and i cannot believe 
this that he wrote it before all of this happened. <laughs> uh, it just feels so apropos. And I don't want to really get in, into any spoilers, yeah, no. but um, the whole kind of plot um, revolves around what the plan of that invasion originally was and how it's evolved and also kind of a VR slash holodeck space that uh humanity kind of falls into and uh, since i think a lot about that kind of stuff it was really great to see someone deal with some of the thornier uh issues involved with that i really loved it i think it's very well written uh gosh there was there's a little passage about productivity at the end that i actually cried (laughs) (laughs) i loved it and i you know i like so very few things i'm a very picky person but i really liked uh this series and it's just two books um, so I, I totally recommend it to the science fiction community. I think that we, we should have paid more attention to it. Fair enough. And have you been reading anything else or is that the big one of the moment? No, that's the big one. But like, there's, so there's another one again, like nobody in our community cares, uh, at all, but there's a comedian named Jenny Slate. Uh, many may know her from parks and recreation as, uh, the worst, um, the sister of Jean, uh, Jean Raffio. Um, so she's fantastic, but she wrote this book called little weirds. And I got it because someone said it's it's more than you would think from a comedian, yeah. a book of essays. Technically, it's a book of essays. This is not a book of essays. <laughs> this is a book of prose poetry. I don't even know how anyone's allowed to write this book. <laughs> I would not be allowed to write this book. It's like Plathian, like deep confessional prose poetry. Mm-hmm. I wept openly for pages <laughs> at a time. It is so beautiful and so like meandering in this very honest way and like it it reminds me of the things that like thrilled me to pieces when I was 16 years old like like a feminist Henry Miller kind of thing uh like it's just so great and the prose is so good how dare she be able to write prose like that and also be a successful actress and comedian how very dare she uh so I just want everyone to read it because it's so good it's so deep without ever being cliche screw her I cannot believe that she could do that I don't know how that publishing meeting even happened like how it's just it's not a book of essays by a comedian that you've ever read before it is just this incredibly personal book of poetry and i just adored it completely it was wonderful excellent well let me ask you this back when we were all you know shut away in our closets by by the pandemic we all had had hopes and dreams and goals of achieving magnificent things (laughs) Uh, if if you were talking to a reader now, do you think it's a, a great time for comfort reads or for challenging reads? Are we you know, should we be, we be diving into those chap- those pro- reading projects we've put off forever, or is now the time for that book that's just going to be a bit of a salve for the soul? I think it really depends on what you think comfort reading is. <laughs> you know, like some people find books about pandemics very comforting. Yeah. Uh, at, 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 so in which case, uh, you know, Station Eleven or something like that might really be up your alley. Um, I would be horrified to read that stuff right now. Uh, that would not not good for me. Uh, but a lot of people would. I, I think what I'm looking for right now is a book I can disappear into. Yeah. Like that's what I want. I want that magic moment in a book where like the you goes away and you are just completely within this world and like nothing is going to get between you and the end of this book. Like that's what I'm looking for. So most any book that I don't hit that within like 50 to 100 pages, I'm a very fast reader. Uh, like it tends to get put aside for a time when my brain is doing better things. Uh, Do you have a yeah. favorite comfort rate? Oh, geez. I mean, I, I, 
so the funny thing is I don't reread books anymore because I have so much on my plate as far as blurbing uh, and then just reading for research and things like that. So I don't reread much anymore, but I will say that probably the series that I have reread the most times is Dune, yeah. which is kind of weird. Uh, I think that people would not necessarily peg that, but um, the, you know, the real ones, the first six ones, uh, and it's super problematic in a lot <laughs> really of Really the first I, one, really, come on. Oh no, no, my favorite one's the third one. <gasps> uh, my favorite one's the one with like a strong female protagonist, of course it is. <laughs> no, my no, first, no. My I first was... screen name was Ganima. My first username was Ganima. Um, I loved her. And, and, but like, I'm not, but you said comfort read. So comfort read isn't even about whether it's problematic or not. It's about, again, that moment where you disappear. So like The Hobbit is that for me as well. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, because like you just read the beginning about the seed cake. That's the thing that always that yeah. I always remember. You fall right into that sort of cozy space. Lud in the Mist is another one mm -hmm. that I yeah. really love. Yeah. The comfort um, read. Uh, um, Harun in the Sea of Stories by Salman Rushdie. Yep. Uh, it's another favorite of mine. Um, obviously, I've been reading a lot of picture books. I think that uh, we have maybe those of us who try to write more experimental science fiction and fantasy have perhaps not embraced the possibility of lift up flaps in books <laughs> the way <laughs> the way you possibly could. <laughs> I think we've really missed a trick there uh, because unless you can pull up part of the page and there's an elephant underneath, uh, I have it on good authority. It's useless as literature. <laughs> <laughs> so we're telling you when, when finally say you know, the next book comes out, we should make sure to go to the final boards on the book and just look for a little spot to flip yeah, up to yeah, see yeah, yeah. the actual end. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, yes. look we don't have time uh, today we're gonna have to come back to this god emperor of june <laughs> thing because this is like a thing this is like a benchmark terrible book no, in the history of the, the world one. children of dune is the second one children of the dune of dune is oh, the, one the third okay so it's it's yeah, june, yeah, june yeah. Side, children of god emperor children of dune is tiny it's the it's the shortest one no june uh, is the shortest one oh i thought children june of dune was the second one which is like the one's like uh, kind of like an excerpt from the end of june that he kind of wasn't gonna use is depression in a book yeah. <laughs> um, and but no, okay. the third one with the twins, and then it ends with Leo. My numbering is off. My numbering is off. Because God Emperor is yeah. on good. No, God Emperor, I have a lot of issues with. But I, I would say the other thing about comfort reads is that one of the things for me is that um, I tend to go to hot. All authors are competent, but I tend to go to like hyper competent authors, and I think of people like Ted Chang for that. Where like you read one line and you're like, this, I am in good hands. This person is going to take me all the way through to the end. They may traumatize me forever uh, and I may never be okay again, but like, I will be grateful <laughs> for it. Um, and so uh, I, I did reread uh, Exhalation, the, the um, collection rather than the yeah. individual story. Um, and I really, I really loved that. I also read um, uh, Veronica Shanus's new um, collection, which is Burning Girls and Other Stories. And she's just such an amazing, yeah. amazing writer. Um, she has this story called Rats in there that just blows me away every time I read it. Um, so I want, I want that, that like you're getting into a bath of warm milk and like that milk was taken from a highly competent cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's segue on from highly competent cows, uh, which is a segue. I'm just not sure I'm ready for at eight o'clock in the morning, but, uh, I should ask you, sort of, it's here we are in sort of the middle of 2020, the, the the end of the year is ahead of us. What do you have out in the world that readers can go looking for that's recent, new, out there? 
Um, yeah, so uh, Serial Box has been um, uh, audioizing uh, a bunch of my older short stories and one brand new one that is about the pandemic, which is called A Perfect Host. Um, so you can actually go to Serial Box and listen to uh, some of my uh, old stories that have never been in audio form before, including um, No One Dies in Nowhere, which was in a subterranean press limited edition art book. Uh, and is one of my absolute favorite novelettes of mine that nobody's read except the limited edition people who got it. So I'm so, so happy that that's out there now. It's like it's a new story because so few people, uh, like a thousand people ever got a copy of it. Um, so you can do that. Uh, I will have a story in From a Certain Point of View Strikes Back, which is a Star Wars anthology that's coming out at the end of the year. Uh, I have a story um, called Color, Heat and the Wreck of the Argo coming out in Strange Horizons uh very soon um so i've got i've got quite a bit of short fiction out this year I, unfortunately there are no novels out my most recent novel um is space opera followed by two uh video game tie-ins mass effect annihilation and uh minecraft the end because i had a baby get a so baby there, and babies a are they take <laughs> babies are my book killers all my stories so there's a little <laughs> gap but, but i'm roaring back so I've, I've done a lot of short fiction this year um and uh yeah so that that's sort of we can you can come across all kinds of new short fiction of mine and i guess we can also say quietly that sometime next year readers will be able to experience the further adventures of tetley abednego yes uh with the past is red in the novella uh sequel to the future is blue i'm very excited for that it is a wonderful thing but for the moment, Kat Valenti, thank you so very much for taking the time to talk to me. I genuinely appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I will now turn off the recorder. If I can ever get the, ma the, <laughs> the mouse in the right.